All right, Blue Damage, we're back with an all-new show. Listen, these streets are crazy. I want to first say that, uh, you know, everybody at this point has watched my live show where I talked about Cardi B winning that lawsuit against Trasha K. That's the name that we gave that YouTuber over on my other show, Gagging, because this person has done a lot. This person said that Bobby Lights had AIDS. This person said that I fucked with young kids. This person said that I had uh aids this person said that i was on cocaine and heroin she said that cardi b had herpes she said that cardi b's father was a rapist she said that cardi b's mother slept with her cousin her sister's cousin this person has said the most craziest things and the whole time i ignored 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 even though i had planned to sue this person i didn't because i mean like what am i going to do spend thousands and thousands of dollars to get to where cardi b is now to sue her for damages that she can't afford um, I, I've been watching this thing online and then, you know, woke up uh, to Nick Cannon making a joke on his show saying that me, Shade Room, Charlemagne and everybody else is on his hit list because we've talked about him. And then I said, well, the only thing we talked about was how many kids he got. And every every week it's a new one. So I just have to say the Internet has been busy in the last couple of days. And uh, honestly, I think this verdict is a great thing for not for just for Cardi B, but for us who do this at a professional level because ultimately you can say whatever you need to say in in terms of having an opinion and and highlighting free speech is one of our rights but you cannot knowingly say things about people that are not true and in this case that happened and a verdict was handed down in cardi's favor and baby it has the internet shook shook it It, it's crazy for me because I never knew that line of defamation when it comes to blogging because I feel like there's so many stories out there we see on social media and they put them in those little memes and people make fake headlines. And a lot of it, you know, of course, not the stuff you put on Hollywood a lot, but a lot of it that I see out there, I'm like, is this stuff true? So I would love to get, you know, dive deeper into what's that line between defamation and just telling a story you may have heard. I mean, when, also, you're Tasha, outright, oh, go ahead. when you're out, when you're outright knowingly stating things to be fact that are not fact, right? For example, when the internet was saying that Nicki Minaj was on cocaine, and because they assumed she was, I was the one that said I didn't believe she was, and then I went on to say some of her behavior was consistent with erratic behavior that crackheads do. So I don't know it to be fact or not fact. That was my opinion. Now they're dragging me online saying that I need to be sued because I said that Cardi- that Nicki Minaj is on crack or cocaine. I didn't say that. When, you know, having an opinion about famous people is our right. We can say it. There's free speech laws. There's protection of the media and the press. But when you say that somebody has an STD and you don't have the facts to back that up, when you say that Bobby Lice has AIDS, when you say that Jason Lee is on heroin because I'm drunk in a pool in Mexico, when you say that Cardi B has herpes and that her child does not belong to her offset, you're making claims that can't be backed by any fact. You have no medical records. You have no eyewitness that it's impacted or that that's, that was there when you know they contracted something that, that even then they can't prove. You know, like it, it was just, it's not even gray. It's black and white, from my opinion, slander and defamation of character and see a lot of times celebrities just don't want to deal with the headache you know they don't want to deal with the headache for example if you sue me for something that i do you don't know what else information i have on you that could be fact right there there are things that i know about people that i have not put out because it's just like why why blow up the east side of la today maybe not today you know and you got to be really careful. It's a slippery slope. But this is a person that lacks credibility, 
who has been a troll on the internet that has been the bane of existence of people who do this professionally because once we're grouped into a batter full of shit it's hard to dis- it's it's hard to tell who's shitty and who's not well i think tasha k is is shitty personally um blogging's been around for 20 years i know some of the really early bloggers when they were literally starting out in about 2000 2001 and it's taken two decades for the law to catch up with the blockosphere so for a long time it was the wild, wild west and people could say whatever they want but tasha k in particular I remember about a year and a half ago, I was scrolling through YouTube and saw a headline that was so nasty. I can't remember what it was, but it was so malicious and so nasty. I actually put on YouTube to block them from ever recommending her to me again. So she says things with malicious intent that she knows not to be true. And she states them publicly as fact. That is defamation. Mm. When you are trying to intentionally undermine someone's public standing with things that you know are false, but stating them as fact and knowing that it could have detrimental impact. And the thing I love about this case with Cardi is, let's be honest, Cardi is rich and famous and successful and bigger than Tasha, that money that she's getting, it's not about the money. It's about setting a precedent. So other bloggers are now put on notice to watch their mouth. Yeah. You know, one thing that I will tell you is that, um, you know, I've, I've intentionally avoided talking about Trasha K on this show, on any show, because it's literally like talking about the lining of my garbage can. It's unnecessary. Right. But, you know, when I look at the space that we sit in and the space that we are are leaders in, you know what I mean? I, I think about the impact that her behavior has had. Think about it. You know, the folks over at YouTube, you guys know what she's been doing. You know that she's been using your platform as a tool to attack and defame people, not just Cardi B, but also myself and others. You've allowed her to profit of it. In my opinion, YouTube is, uh, is a co-conspirator. You've been put on notice. I know that for a fact. And the fact that you continue to let this person's channel exist. This is not like the Star Magazine days where people can put anything on the dirty tabloids and you look at it and talk in small corners at the grocery store. This is a world where social media can literally take a lie and spread it across the world in an instant and make the world believe that it is, in fact, a fact. You know, we had... I interviewed the rapper Duty Low, OTF, I think it's OTF, Duty Low, mm-hmm. on the show that's going to be airing uh, soon on Fox Soul. And this is a person who a woman came forward and said that he stuck uh, screws up her son's anus and then literally blasted him online for days that then became this whole thing that he's a, a child molester. Well, now it's it's out that it's not true. So you'll hear from him what he thinks about it. So I think the danger in what's happened is far bigger than hurting a celebrity's feelings. And I think you said something else uh, that's important, Blue. I think people say, oh, well, Cardi B's rich and she's famous. Why is she worried about what a little old YouTuber is saying? Because when you have a million followers and a platform that's shareable like a YouTube, that 1 million subscribers is sharing and sharing and sharing and then posting on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And this is why people have to do a self-check. And I always have to do this. And I do this every single day when it comes to what we do. You have to be able to have the humility to do a self-check. You have to be able to check in with yourself to say, is this morally right what I'm going to do? I have done things and said things that have been so crazy sometimes where I've had to check myself later and say, "Mm, let me walk that back. But 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 nine times out of ten, I typically get it right because I have to do a self check. Is it morally right? What's the impact of this? What's what's the impact going to have? Um, and is it accurate? And if those three boxes don't check off, you should check out. And I think in her case, she just doesn't give a fuck. Mm. 
she's 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 gross like i i have nothing against her personally but the things that i've seen on her page have actually turned my stomach and the beauty is cardi's team was powerful and they they did a lot of work now they've set the blueprint for smaller people who don't have as much resources who can now look at what they did to go after the next tasha k so i love that she did this for so many reasons it's so much bigger than two women against each other this is a legal precedent that is going to be used for years to come it's dope Damage, did you want to say anything? No, I didn't know if he was going to go to the next topic. So oh. I didn't want to say oh, too okay. long. Man. Well, no, and you know, when in, in the heart of this case, when this was happening, you know, and I had my own run-in, I was gonna file a lawsuit against her. We had a couple uh we had a couple uh conference calls with some attorneys about it, and you know, particularly attorneys out in Atlanta, because the the civil courts in Atlanta and their their law out there is, you know, in terms of you know what people may or may not have set precedent uh, legally is different than California. And so we we thought about it, but then I was like, do I want to, do I want to end up spending $300,000 to get a verdict? You know, that, that I already knew wasn't true. And so many times, like you say, the little people, and even I'll say myself, the little people, we just say, uh, is it worth it at the end of the day? And, um, and in my case, I chose not to sue, but I won't lie. After the verdict came out, I called my attorneys. I said, should we sue? You know, why not be petty and kick a woman when she's down? Oh, uh, oh Jason. <laughs> no, we we don't get no sympathy for her over here. All right. Well, look, um, another person who's having problems right now with the laws, Slim Jimmy of Ray Shrummer, he was arrested for battery. Apparently, they're saying that he allegedly pulled out his girlfriend's hair. Now, this is a artist. I'll show you his mugshot. We should have it here. This is Slim Jimmy. So he's a part of the group, Ray Shrummer, as you know. And so he found himself in jail after he got into it with his girlfriend. Slim Jimmy is being accused of attacking the mother of his child, knocking a door down, and then pulling out her hair extensions in the process. Now, it was said that he was taken into custody in Miami for battery. So the girlfriend told cops that the rapper first got furious after she questioned him about a woman he was following on Twitter. And then she said uh, that he left uh, their home with a friend and then anyway returned and then a conflict happened and he pulled her hair out. Now, alcohol allegedly is playing a part in all this. I don't know. But, um, you know, I don't understand, especially after having seen that football player beat the mother of his child up to the extent that he threw her against the TV and was dragging her all across the room from their, their kid. Why people still see these images and and stay in relationships that are unhealthy to the extent that become a part of the same conversation themselves mm -mm -mm. i mean I, I can't speak to why people stay in it but I, i'm really i'm disappointed man I, i'm a ray Shrimmer fan i think um we, we've seen the passing of their father and and after passing their father we've just been seeing a lot of them in the media um slim jimmy as well as sway lee with these domestic situations you know we've seen sway lee go through things with his girl now we have slim jimmy back here and it's just sad man and i feel like when you when you bring up drinking there's a lot of trauma there and it needs to be addressed there's no excuse for putting your hands on the mother of your child there's no excuse at all and i really just hope um slim jimmy you go out there to get the help you need because i personally know like you're going through a lot dude but this is not the way you go about it um it's just sad honestly it's just sad to see all in all but you know it's no excuse to ever put your hands on the mother of your child i don't care what happened i'm gonna ask the question i always ask who are their people like who is the tribe that's around them because yes you can go through trauma and losing a parent is devastating and i understand that but like who's around you keeping you in check when something like this is repeatedly happening when there's constant allegations and murmurings about you not knowing how to handle your emotions because clearly you're having some problems and might need some counseling who is your team that's letting you not 
like think better before you do anything that's going to ruin your career because think about it it only takes like one one bad night he could have done something much worse to her than pulling out her extensions and as a woman pulling out my extensions that's a very violent act it takes a lot of force to pull out someone's hair so i don't want us to think that it was just like he slapped her around which would have still been bad he that's a violent thing to do to the child the mother of your child so i hope he gets the help that he needs because a lot of these rappers who are going through stuff they can't keep using that excuse it's going to get old after a while we're going to stop sympathizing with you and well, that's when you get canceled now allegedly they're saying that you know the kid was there sleeping and that they were oh, they, wow. they were moving the sleeping child from the playpen to the bed and that's when they're saying he pulled her hair out so i don't know if the kid was harmed or not but um it, it sounds like uh it's just one of those toxic relationships that um is not gonna see the end of this i don't i don't see this happening one time and i don't believe that this is the first time because i don't just think you get to a place where cops get involved to this extent where you're pulling out your ripping out your girlfriend's uh, or the mother of your child's hair I just think it's unfortunate and I, I that this is even a conversation that is still happening. We've seen so many pictures of women who have been uh, battered and beaten, uh, you know, and I would have thought that, you know, all the way back, I'll go back to the day I saw Rihanna's photo. That was an image that I think represents all images of domestic violence for me, you know, because it's not just the women that we don't know, it's the biggest superstars. It's just women in general who men think that they can victimize, batter, and, and bruise. And I feel like there's something that needs to be said to women nowadays that they need to not only have more self-confidence and self-love and self-worth, but they need to be able to have conversations with people, like you said, the teams or whatever, their teams, who are encouraging them to be in healthier relationships. Now, on the other hand, with the, his team, what can his team really do, right? right? When you have all the money and you're paying all the bills and you're the boss, think about R. Kelly. His whole team was complicit in the things that he was alleged to have done. But are they going to step in and stop the bag? No. People are loyal to the bag, not loyal to ethics, morals, or even the law. And a lot of times, and, you know, yes, teams need to step in and do what they can. But, you know, you have to listen to your team. This situation happened and the privacy of their own home it's him his his girlfriend and the baby the team's not there so the team can only do what they can do and we have you know as the person in that situation they have to listen you have to take the advice and ultimately you have to do your own work it's on you to get better it's on you to figure out how to control your anger it's on nobody else but you so i really pray that uh slim jimmy gets the helps he ne helps he need and um it's really no excuse for, for what he did it's no excuse well, if not I saw one of you hit a hit a woman, I would I would probably quit. Like I'm not trying to be on VH1 talking about my bad. I didn't mean to tell nobody. Like I think so. At some point, you have to think about your back versus your your integrity because you can get another job, but if you get caught up in something, you could actually be like sued for being complicit, and that would scare me more than the bag. Not only is he not uh, clear to the charges, but he also hasn't put out a statement, so we don't know uh, from his uh, perspective what he thinks about these allegations. At this point, they are allegations, um, even though he was arrested for it and charged with it, which means he probably did it. But anyway, I'll say allegedly because, like Tasha Trasha K, I want to, I want to end up in a lawsuit. But um, you know, I'm I'm sending my my thoughts to the young lady that's involved, and hopefully, you know, if not for herself or her child, she creates an environment where she's safe. Um, you know, speaking of mothers being safe. Let's talk about Kelly Price, the woman who was missing when they said that uh, she had COVID or something. I don't know what was going on. Uh, but anyway, Kelly Price is back in the news and it's not about COVID. She's addressing uh, Jocelyn Savage. 
that was the girl, Jocelyn, Jocelyn, I don't remember her name, but anyway, the she was the woman, Jocelyn Savage. This is the mother of R. Kelly's girlfriend, the one that was in the basement uh, after she was being threatened. Now, Kelly took to Instagram Live and shared a clear and direct message to Jocelyn Savage, the mother of R. Kelly's girlfriend, um, Jocelyn Savage, and after she was threatened and told her to tread lightly. And now it appears that Jocelyn was upset about some comments that Kelly made about parents taking their children backstage at R. Kelly's concerts to help them further their career in an interview on Vlad TV. So during this interview, she talked to Lunell, and this is what she said. How do you feel about him being convicted on these nine counts now? I, I think where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, and, and I would say this, for as far back as the allegations go, and to know that there was a trial that he was acquitted in many, many years ago, that was the behavior that he was um, partaking in, and he continued to do it. I, I, again, I, when I go back to how I was raised, we were always taught that a warning comes before destruction. Mm. So he, what he, sickens he, yeah. me is, you know, he didn't do it by himself. And that's that's the other thing I'm going to say. So in this business, and nobody really wants to talk about it, in this business, that's not odd. That's actually the culture. It's it's the culture. And um, now that I have seen, I have seen that culture. I've seen mothers bring their daughters backstage. Well, I've see, seen, this is this and that's is, the thing that nobody wants to talk that's, about. That's 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 the dirty part of it. Yeah, is that every victim had a parent who was anxious to help them get Change into the, the business, get into the business, make some money. Well, we don't have the video of the mother who talked to Kelly because apparently that talk that that conversation happened directly. But we do have Kelly's response publicly because, of course, she had to get some views and comments out of it on Instagram. This is what she said. Hey, I'm gonna make this really, really quick. Um, and I'm going live because if you're crazy enough to come and threaten me, I'm going to put you out there. Be really careful about telling me that I need to tread lightly if you're not prepared to back up what you say. Okay? I said what I said, and I can stand behind everything that I said. I was raped as a kid. I was also molested. I would never stand behind someone who is doing the same thing. I said what I said, and I meant what I said. I said what I had to say about R. Kelly. He's in jail right now. I also said that I believe that that's where he belongs because where there's smoke, there's fire. But please, Ms. Savage, you threatened me and you told me I should tread lightly. You don't know me like that. You don't know me like that. I have nothing to do with what your family went through. I wasn't around when y'all were around. I will never stand in the corner of a rapist. I will never stand in the corner of somebody who is violent towards women or children. But it sounds like a hit dog is hollering right now. I never said anything about your family. The statement that I made was about the industry as a culture and I stand on it. Young girls and women, period, have not been safe in this business because they've been preyed upon. And people have known that girls that want a career, a lot of times, will do whatever is necessary to have one. Unfortunately, sometimes their parents want them to have one so bad that they will facilitate that process. Now, if that wasn't your mama, why are you worried about it? I never said I saw your mama backstage with you. Matter of fact, I actually didn't even say that I saw anybody. My exact phrase was, I never saw R. Kelly with underage girls. He never brought them around me. He never did anything like that around me. I said what I said. Be very careful. Don't start something that you can't finish. 
because I don't play that. You told me to tread lightly. I'm glad you said it, and I'm glad you said it openly. But if you're not that girl, don't make those kind of threats. Well, we know, Kelly, that you got some Vaseline, a box cutter, and some boots. We saw you on R&B Diva, so we know you'll pull up and try to cut somebody. Listen, um, Kelly Price, you're a bully. You are. You, I will never forget how she uh, disrespected poor Whitney and just, just, just tried to get so much conversation said about her when she died, you know, after we did that event um, the day before Whitney died. But, you know, the thing about Kelly Price that you have to know, I look at her and I'm just so sad for her because I think about what would Beyonce do? This is a woman whose voice was literally crafted by God. Kelly Price is one of the best singers mm. I've ever heard live ever. Magical. And she has, and she has such a talent, but she's so nasty and she's so manipulative. And like, what would Beyonce do? She wouldn't go to Instagram and talk to Jonjolin. Like, you got that much time in your day. You're probably not as booked as you used to be. You know, Sunday's Best isn't good enough, you know, uh, you know, to be in your repertoire. And then, and, and aren't you a gospel singer? Like, you're not getting in heaven like acting like that. You know, put your Vaseline and box cutter down, girl, and go back in the booth. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of talking about Kelly Price because it's always about her doing something shady. You remember we saw the pictures of her being pushed in a wheelchair when we couldn't find her after the COVID. Then she was out somewhere, uh, you know, getting in. I mean, the, the list of issues I have with Kelly Price at this point go on and on and on. And this video is an example of why that list keeps growing. I'm conflicted about this one because like my favorite Kelly Price song is called Healing, which is ironic because I feel like she needs a healing. She might want to listen to that track herself. Kelly is... A master manipulator. Um, she also has a tendency to gaslight things and rearrange facts in a different order from which they happen in order to make herself look good. Because if you think about it, if someone came on talking about R. Kelly and said, R. Kelly and never bring no girls around me, and you know their, their mamas love to pimp them out to, the, to people anyways, I would be offended as someone who's the mother of a child who has allegedly been abused by him. So the way you said it, those two things tied together, it does sound like you're blaming the families. But for you to rearrange it during your clapback, that's manipulative because the mother had a, a valid reaction to something. But when you are trying to call her out and bully her because you think you have a bigger platform than her, and so you think you know your gospel warriors are going to go after her, you rearrange the order of what you said to suddenly make her look crazy for something that made sense for her to be upset about. So to me, this was a classic case of gaslighting. Um, I think a hit dog did holler, but I think it's a dog that was talking on camera. And that Kelly, be careful because the audience is smarter than they were in the 90s. You got away with that when you were singing Contagious and Mr. Big and all that good stuff. But it's 2022. We all have Wi-Fi and we know what gaslighting is. You should tread lightly for real. And I'm saying that. Don't make a video about me because I'll, I'll bark back. But go ahead, Jason. I mean, I don't need you to pass it back to me. I'll jump in when I got something to say. <laughs> Child, I'm mad. It's all funny to me. I mean, at the same time, um, is Kelly Price right, wrong? I don't know. I know I don't take threats at all. So if you was to threaten me, I don't care what I said. I'll respond just like Kelly Price. But at the same time, I think for the, the Savage family, so many people have talked about this topic. And I just want to know what was it about Kelly Price speaking on it that made her so upset? Because regardless if she was trying to gaslight or if she was trying to be malicious, it is true. You know, the industry do prey on little girls and it's an interesting situation. I'm not speaking specifically to the Savages, but there were women and parents, even fathers bringing their daughters to R. Kelly to make them stars. And I think that's an issue within itself. Um, I don't know anything about Kelly Price. I never met her. I don't know no background on her. 
But uh, from what I'm hearing from y'all, clearly she is a bully. So Kelly, you are into the gospel realm. That don't mean you ain't about that life, but move with peace. You know what I'm saying? You as a superstar, you don't need to be responding to threats online because if anything happens, we're going right back to you. It's not smart. I don't care how much about that life you are. It wasn't a smart move. Well, she has superstar talent. She's not a superstar, but she also owes me $900. So I, this is personal for me. Um, and I do, and I do want my $900. Like, yeah, I mean, when I did the event with her and Whitney, I paid for the stage last minute because her ex-husband, who was like her Jay-Z at the time, you know, bullied me into paying this extra money and she owed it to me. And so I want my $900, make it out to Hollywood Unlocked, period. I want my money. And since she is a part of the church community, can we just forgive Kim Burrell and bring her back and replace her with Kelly Price? Because at this point, I miss wow. Kim Burrell, even though she don't like the gays. Oh, you know what else? I'll say this. Um, I do blame the parents if they were aware what was happening. You know, I just, I don't ever think I could have a kid and just drop them off at an adult's house to like be there with them all day. Like, I don't know. Like, especially like a young girl with a man. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Jason, I just had a birthday party for my son and people do it. There were people dropping their kids off at my, our house to take them to the party. And I was like, I don't think I'm, I'm, I would ever do that. Like I would have to be there and people do this all the time. I think it's scary for me. Um, there was a young girl that was dropped off. I was like, she cannot ride with me. You got to protect yourself, but it's scary. And honestly, me having a young boy, I wouldn't drop him off at nobody's, nothing. No concert behind the stage, make him a star. It's not happening unless I'm right there. I'm not knocking no parents for what they did. I don't really know the stories of what anybody did, but I say specifically, I would never in my life drop my son off with anybody I don't know to do anything. It's not happening. You guys, parents get groomed too, though. So I, I do need for context. If you think about the 90s, back in the 90s, and this was regular, this was normal. If you were a model in the 90s, because I did, I had like a brief stint doing plus size modeling, they would literally take you and say, you know what, we're going to send you off to this place to do a shoot. And there's going to be a keeper who's going to watch you, but your parents have to stay home because we can't pay for them to be in the hotel. So you'd be like 15, 16, being taken to New York or London or, or California, wherever. And you were trusting because you were being glamored by these larger than life names who were saying, oh, it's going to be this shoot. It's going to make your career. You can trust us. We're big names. These are other people who have won. So it was really normal back in the day, well, actually, for you well, to see somebody and let your kids be around them. It was normalized well, I, back well, then. I don't know that it was normalized. I don't think it was ever normal. And I, I just want to be very clear because that means love that means you loved the perception of being close to this bigger, larger than life person than your own child. And the reality is some of you parents are tired of your children. You don't like them. You put them on leashes and let them run all over the malls. Okay, I see it when I go out. You know, again, some of you don't even like your children. You are tired of your children. You are exhausted by your children. So if they can go over there and play in R. Kelly's closet, you'll let them run out because you don't care about your kids. You don't check their homework. You don't make sure they have a nutritious meal. You give your kids NyQuil so you can get some dick. We know that some of you are tired of your fucking kids. And you know what? When they grow up and end up in a story on Hollywood a lot because you let some grown ass man sing, oh, I don't see nothing wrong. Well, bitch, we see it now. And that's why he's in prison. And that's why you need to be right there next to him. All right, listen, somebody else who's had a lot to say about me, who I, I guess we forgave because we're talking about her, even though a lot of other people aren't. Little Mama. Remember she dropped that uh, that whole, I almost said sex tape. The girl dropped a mixtape where she said something about she was going to wake it up. Well, she's waking it up on some black women. 
tapping into their sexy side on social media. So she dropped a message on her personal Instagram where she decided to comment on women tapping into their sexy side for the gram and other social platforms. But her post didn't speak about the women in general or any women in general. She actually singled out black women. This is what she said. She said, it's so many black women bent over on social media that you would think that shit was a mass mandate. Now, her distaste for women doing it for social media comes just uh, weeks after receiving forgiveness for one of the longest lasting embarrassing moments in music history. Now, that was when she had done the whole, you know, thing with uh, Jay-Z and Alicia Keys where she got on stage and Jay-Z said that he forgave her. And Alicia Keys has even said that she was over it or whatever, didn't even see it. That was kind of shade. Alicia was on this. It was. Only three of y'all. And she was like, didn't even see her. Damn. Don't know her. Anyway, anyway. Uh, so Lil Mama is getting attacked right now for this, and she singled out black women. I thought it was hashtag protect black women, but whatever. What y'all think about that? Um, I, I mean, it's her opinion. She can say what she wants. I think it's how you say it. You know, as a black woman, I think she has she, she has it. She can uh, speak her opinion on black women if she wants to. She is a black woman, but I think um, it could have came from a different place, a different tone. Uh, women can do whatever the hell they want, and they're gonna do whatever the hell they want. Personally, I'm sick of seeing women bent over, but I wouldn't say it like that. And at the end of the day, it's not only black women bent over on social media at all. It's actually more others bent over on social media. So I think it, it's the way you go about it. Um, she's like, do we have, we don't have any class anymore. I know so many classy women on social media. Maybe you have to change your algorithm. There's so many women I follow that do so many other things where they're not bent over. Are there women that are bent over? in thongs and bikinis or whatever. Yeah, and guess what? A lot of them are selling a product and making income and feeding their family. So I think it's just how you say it. She has the right to her opinion, but maybe, you know, you're getting that backlash because how you said it was very malicious. So maybe she should probably tweak that a bit. I'm gonna keep it a buck. You know how they always say it's not what you say, it's how you say it. I think it's not just how you say it, it's why you say it. Mm. I think little mama's mad that nobody wants her and that she's a punchline and has been so for about two decades. And she's salty that these women are getting attention that she's not. So I think it's a personal vendetta. The same way there's a thing called incels where young men who cannot pull baddies tend to suddenly resent the same women that they can't pull. Young women who can't be those women also resent them. So I think because she can't join them or beat them, she's now trying to talk ill of them. Because I think it's really suspicious that you didn't mention the vast majority that are non-Black that are commodifying this. You mentioned the group that you're in competition with. So I think little mama needs to find her boyfriend and some love and some hugs and work through that with a counselor because this is personal. I, I think well, it's you know, I she recently poked a jab at her, or, or poked at herself by posting a photo of her and Bow Wow and doing a similarity of them. Maybe the fact exactly. that people think that she's a, a, a young man um, or have referenced her, her that for years is a reason why she has a disdain for these other women. You know, again, I don't look at social media and go, "Oh my God, there's too many women burnt, bent over," and I definitely can't say there's too many black women. I will say I'm tired of these men bent over. I, I look, I love, being, I love being a part. I love being a part of the LGBTQ community. But I'm gonna tell you a couple of things that I'm tired of. I am tired of the men with the with the long ass fingernails and purses. I am tired of these men bent over talking about look at this work. No, I don't want to look at your work. In fact, get back to work. And in fact, do you have work? Because what job wants to see their employees bent over? For the gram, I can tell you right now, I don't have one employee here. Well, well, I have uh, one who was mildly <laughs> bent over back in the day, but she's cleaned up her act. 
I will say this. If any of my employees were bent over on their social media, they're getting a phone call. Bend it back. Stand up straight. Walk with pride. And look, stop shaming sluts. Slut shaming is a thing that needs to go away. I think that if you are able to monetize your Instagram, on another hand, by bending it over, bend it good. Just don't work for me if you do it, but bend it the best way you can bend that thing over. And Jason, like, like, wait, wait, like Damage said, most of the people bending it over ain't black. That's the crazy part. All the people I see bending it over are, let's say other, as you said, other. Jason Lee does not like the bussy. I, I'm I'm shocked um, that you're not I a fan of that. But I, I, I didn't say nothing about the no bussy, and that's another thing. I'm tired of y'all people calling your booty hoes bussies. That's not a bussy. It's a butt. And, and I, have a face. I have a problem with that too because you know you know if a man called me up talking about what's up nigga, and I'm like what's up because you know I talk to men. And they tell me, do you want this bussy? I'm sorry. We need to sit down and have a conversation. We're not calling it that. It's not that. This is so real things. Like, y'all not making this up. This is real. No. There's, there's whole men who are proud of their bussies, and they say, my bussy is popping, and come get me pregnant. I don't know how that's going to work. But, yeah, it's a, it's a thing. I have a lot of gay men in my life. Shout, so if me stop. and them, them I'm finding my business. Let's, let's be clear. Shout out to them, they, and those. But let me be very clear. You can, whatever your pronouns is, you could be all that. You could be them today, him tomorrow, and her last night. But let me tell you what you ain't going to have, a bussy at my house. You're going to come over here. We're going to call a butt a butt. If you have a pussy, you ain't going to be at my house. So it's it works out for everybody. Look, I'm not shaming anybody. Somebody going to take this clip and say, look at him shaming the LGBT community. I'm in that community, and I'm going to say what needs to be said. Some of y'all need to put your bussies away and get back to work. Look, another person who needs to get back to work is Jenny Nguyen. Now, she ain't got no job because she just got fired from the Real Housewives over some anti-Black post. Now, uh, Andy Cohen broke his silence, and the day after that, uh, breaking the signs about the controversy surrounding Jenny, whose racially insensitive Facebook post, uh, Facebook post back in 2020 resurfaced, he now has taken action, and Bravo is now parting ways with the reality star. Now, there was backlash when Jenny herself called her old post, quote, offensive in her apology. Now, she didn't clarify which one she was talking about. However, several were about the Black Lives Matter movement following the death of George Floyd. I'm going to show you a couple of these and talk about them. So this is the first one. Says hundreds of blacks. Can I say something? I don't like y'all white people or Asians or others calling us blacks. Don't call us blacks and don't call us color people. Because if I called you, don't do it. Don't do it, Jason. <laughs> Jason, don't do it. <laughs> Hold it in. If I called her Wuhan, would that be fair? No, that would be racist, what? right? No, I'm mm -hmm. just saying. Like, don't, I, I'm just saying for effect. Mm -hmm. Effect, right? I want you to feel it because that's how I feel when you call us blacks or co the coloreds. The fuck you talking about? We ain't colored greens. We ain't, we ain't some product. I'm, I'm a black man. Or you call me, Af don't even call me African-American. Call me a black man, okay? But anyway, this is what she said. She said hundreds of blacks. I can't get past that. I'm upset about that. Okay, you immediately know what she means when she starts like that. She said hundreds of niggas shot and many killed, including children <laughs> by other niggas every week. Over a thousand officers violently injured, some permanently by rioters, anarchists rioting in major cities every night. 
which has caused billions of dollars of destruction to private and public property. And you still think police officers are the problem. You are an idiot. Now, she, this was another photo post that was posted. All right. She said, I'm sick of people saying cops need more training. You had 18 years to teach your kid it's wrong to loot, steal, set buildings ablaze, block traffic, laser people's eyes, overturn cars, destroy buildings, and attack citizens who failed you. She also said, this, she said this too. If you follow the officer's orders, you won't get shot. Well, listen, the networks released a statement. And this is what they said. Bravo has ceased filming with Jenny Nguyen and she will no longer be a customer of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. We recognize we failed to take appropriate action once her offensive social media posts were brought to our attention. Moving forward, we will work to improve our processes to ensure we make better informed and more thoughtful casting decisions. So uh, I think that she should be fired. Um, you know, again, I don't believe in cancel culture. I don't know that she needs to be canceled, but this is accountability culture. They did the right thing. They profit the most off of Real Housewives of Atlanta. That's the most popular part of the franchise, which is mostly in all black women. So, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I think they did the right thing here. Mm. She's an idiot. And I, I love it when people who are stupid call other people stupid because it's like the two Spider-Men pointing at each other. I, I just need to debunk this myth, guys. There's no such thing as black on black crime. Every single race of human being kills their own the most because of proximity. Black on black crime is a term that was created to act as if black people are more pathologically violent than other people. But white people kill white people at the exact same rate that we kill our own. So we're not killing each other any more than anybody else, guys. It is propaganda. It's been disproven for decades. Google it to prove how smart I am. And she's an idiot. So for her to be spewing out this rhetoric that isn't even factually accurate and something that racist people have infused into our language in order to make us think that we're more violent than everybody else when we're actually not is ridiculous to me also she's an asian woman right and this is why a lot of people when those um asian hate crimes were happening i am an ally of the asian community i was championing them for them but when black people were saying blue i feel funny having their backs when i don't have when they don't have ours she's a prime example of why it's so hard for us to reach across and have each other's backs because people like her hun you're not white either you can tweet all you want you're still never going to be white and that's the real problem she wants to be white and she's trying to align herself with white supremacy but i promise you that on a dark alley they would call you that word that Jason didn't say. Well, let me just Fred say Lightly. this. Uh, I want to be very clear to anybody who ain't white. You are other. And if you are other, you are in the same category that we're in. This is why I don't understand why black folks don't get further behind the LGBT movement, because we are all marginalized or whatever. This is a person who is Asian. And, th and this was a conversation I had recently where I was really frustrated with Kamala Harris and, and uh, Joe Biden, because I feel like you know, they did all they did not run around the media fighting for the Asian vote. They fought for the black vote. And when the Asian hate crimes were happening, which I, too, was not, you know, I, I was online saying that this was wrong, that they were doing this to Asian folks. Uh, you know, they stood and got a whole law passed. And then we're still in the country. We're back in my hometown. A person was just lynched. And so I don't understand how she even thought that this post made sense. But this goes back to the complacency that some of you others have with this struggle that we find ourselves in as black people. Mexicans have it. I think the Mexicans are not valued in this country. They're not valued in our state. I know that here in LA, there was a day where they all organized to call out of work. And baby, when I tell you, you couldn't do shit in LA, they showed their power. They flexed their muscle in one day. They shut down an entire city. And I think that when I look back at the challenges that all people have had that are marginalized, 
I stand with women who are fighting for equal rights, equal pay. I stand with Asian Americans or Asians or or Muslims who were, you know, banned from our country for a while because of COVID and stuff like that, and just have always had some level of disrespect uh, from others. But um, I'm really bothered by this. I'm also bothered by you, uh, Bravo, because you mean to tell me y'all didn't go look around to see what this person's been involved with. And then when you found out you didn't take immediate action, you waited until black Twitter got her together and we gathered her on the blogs. You got to do a better job, not only of vetting your talent, but also moving a little bit more swiftly. No, and it's just ignorance. I mean, her speaking about the police officers, if you just listen, you won't get shot. When you sign up to be a cop, you don't get this certificate that you can shoot whoever you want. You take an oath and your oath is to mostly defuse uh, violent situations. So all that rhetoric that she has, you can tell she's not really tapped in with the culture and she's probably watching news stations all day being fed these ideas that she had and clearly reposted on her page because I don't think she wrote those things out. She's reposting it. So it's just a bunch of ignorance. And because you didn't do your due diligence, because you probably work alongside black people and actually have a real dialogue to understand, this is what you get. So here's your reward, dummy. <laughs> now, she, now, Jenny did release a statement because, of course, she had to. This is what she said. At the time, I thought I was speaking out against violence, but I have since learned how offensive and hurtful my words were. Now, look, people don't care what she said. They don't care about her apology. People aren't buying it. She's unemployed. And, um, yeah, bye. <laughs> Jason, timestamp real quick. She said that she made these comments in 2020. This was during George Floyd. Do you know how nasty it is as an Asian American person during George Floyd and all those protests for you to be posting this stuff? She is nasty and I'm happy she's unemployed. Well, how about we just say as an American? I mean, America looked at what happened with George Floyd and had to understand the severity of what that moment represented it represented the fabric of racism in our country the disparity of our in our communities with our police i was saying to somebody yesterday the police in my neighborhood when i grew up we all had names for them you know they mm -hmm. were they were they weren't heroes they were they were terrorists in our neighborhoods you know the way they treated us young kids too even though we were in the streets they did they, they treat us like animals and so i i don't know that 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 is just that she's Asian American. I, any American that looked at George Floyd dying, begging for his life, that would even think something other than we need uh, justice to me doesn't belong in this country. Listen, there's so much going on on the internet. I you know I I don't know what's happening with Kelly Price. I don't know what's happening with Trashy K. <laughs> I don't know what's happening with Slim Jimmy. Slim Jimmy. I wouldn't want that right. name. Because you think about it, because you just call somebody like, yo, girl, you want my dick pic? Yeah, send me that Slim Jimmy. No, oh. this is too much going on in the internet. But one thing I know for sure, we don't want no smoke over here at Hollywood. Unlock. All we're going to do is keep talking to you and telling you what's happening. And shout out to everybody who watched the Kanye West interview. That thing is doing numbers, and I'm getting calls from all types of people. I even got a call from The Weeknd who told me that it was what? incredible. He said it was incredible. Isn't that amazing? No, that's You got a call from Abel. That is amazing. Actually, actually, that's right. He he said Abel. I call him the weekend because that's wicked games. I mean, I'm a fan. <laughs> All right, now look, keep coming back. Share this and uh, make sure you tell your friends, even the ones that. Uh, anyway, just bye. Bye. All right, look, that was a great show. And make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews and topics that are going to make you go crazy. Uh-huh, that's right. That means like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on. And ladies, stay tuned in because you know I have your back.
And listen, make sure that you're commenting below because even though I say I don't read it on the show, that's all I do when it's over. Peace.